In this episode, we are looking into the British royal family. We take a look at the history of the monarchy, how it works, including how they make their money. We take a look at Queen Elizabeth and the secretive business side known as the firm. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is the Intuitive Intuitive Girl's Guide. Hey, Jay, we are going to talk about the British royal family today. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, current events. (laughs) We had another episode planned. We did. For this week, but then... The queen passed away. She did. And we thought we should do the royal family because we wanted to do an episode on like the British royal family and the monarchy and all of that. Yeah. So this could be 27 episodes. There's so much content here. Really? It could be. (laughs) So this is going to be an overview, like a look at the British monarchy, a little bit of a look at Queen Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. And if you guys like this and want more, would you tell us? Because we could go more into, I mean, Princess Diana could have her own episode. Meghan Markle could have her own episode. I stand Meghan Markle. Love. If you're into podcasts. Yes, she has a podcast. (laughs) She has her own. It's great. Called Archetypes. Yeah, it's really, really good. Okay. So Queen Elizabeth II was born on April 21st. 1926. I think that makes her an Aries, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And she passed on September 8th, 2022. Yep. At the time of recording, that was a few days ago. Yep. So everyone's still dealing. I feel like the news is just covering it here in America. I can't imagine in England, in Great Britain, like what that's like for them. Yeah, I know. It must be really intense. Constant. Yes. So I wanted to say something here in the beginning Mm -hmm. because I want to make sure that although you and I, shocker to everyone, are (laughs) critical of a patriarchal institution like the monarchy, right? I want to just say that we as two American women aren't going to grasp and understand the meaning of the queen and the royal family to people who have grown up loving her. Right. Like people of England, all that. I mean, we're both of English descent, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I have close relatives, like not very far generations right. here. So uh, from that, like I can sort of feel a little connection to mm-hmm. it. But I, I just want to acknowledge right away that we're, we'll try to be sensitive to that. But we're more here to criticize the patriarchal institution, not so much, you know, tear apart a beloved queen. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't think we should. And I think we should respect people's feelings about that. But like she was the head yeah. Of that. You know what I mean? So exactly. she was the boss. Exactly. And that's very cool because she, as a woman, was the boss. Yeah. I think that's what makes a lot of mixed feelings for me. Exactly. So I think I think we want to respect that it's that we don't understand the culture. Exactly. For, like in the UK. We don't understand that. Exactly. But sort of from the outside looking in and seeing the reach of the monarchy over the globe, like that's mm-hmm. something that also can't be ignored despite people's grief. Absolutely. And I mean, we'll get to this, but she raised some pretty questionable people. Oh, horrible. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Right. Okay. So let's start by talking about the British monarchy. So a thousand plus year history and reign. Most all European royalty is related. Yeah. They're all cousins. Yeah. So there are 26 monarchies mm-hmm. still. Yep. And there are 12 in Europe. Yeah. And all 12 in Europe are pretty closely blood related. Right. It's yucky. <laughs> yucky is a good word it's for it. It's a lot. Speaking of yucky, when I was researching the family tree, it was the most messiest thing I have ever witnessed. Yeah. Well, that's what everyone on TikTok is calling is saying that she was married to her husband. Well, yeah, he was her second cousin. And that was her husband, so like... Husband. (laughs) But it's just, I mean, I think, I'm sure we'll get there, but that's just one of the things that we're sort of subtly taught to not look at. Right, exactly. But it's important. It's very important. You know? It's it's important to the story. Yeah. Because there's a lot of holier-than-thou-ness. Yeah. And it's kind of weird that, like, you would also make fun of what you would call like white trash for marrying their cousins or something. Right. But yet like royalty does that. Yeah. 
there's a lot of instances I see lately. I don't know if I'm just like my eyes are open to it where like it's like the same thing that a rich people rich people do is cool, but like if poor people do it, it's trash. Absolutely. This is one of those. Yeah, it's just given a different name and a different connotation. Yeah. Just the idea that because you're a descendant of somebody, you are qualified to be like a ruler is a real interesting patriarchal concept to me. By interesting, you mean ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> like who who came up with this? I mean, I'm sure it was to keep power in the direct family. Mm-hmm. I understand why, but it's just like the interesting fact that we accepted it. Yeah. Well, I also think that as you're colonizing and you're taking over different lands across the globe, you don't want to have to be fair and incorporate those people into power. Right. So then you make a rule up that says you have to be of this bloodline. Yes. Which the then eldest son. Right. Which yeah. is immediately isolates anyone else from being a part of government. Right. And this actually proved really troublesome for the royal family Mm -hmm. because there was so many children conceived out of wedlock that it really became a hot mess. I bet. Yeah. There was also a lot of violence, Mm -hmm. a lot of murder for Mm -hmm. the power. Right. A lot of drama. Yep. And like we said before, a lot of incest. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. A lot of illness too. I mean, you well, got to go back. that comes with it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go back a thousand years as right. well. So all of this kind of starts with Alfred the Great. Now, before any historians come at me, there is, there is debate on like, where does this lineage start of Queen okay. Elizabeth? Okay. Okay. I read all about it. I'm going with Alfred the Great, who was born in 848 AD. Okay. That's Queen Elizabeth II, who just passed. That's her 32 times great-grandfather. Okay. So that's a lot of greats. Yeah. (laughs) To me, if you're saying 848 AD, that doesn't mean a lot. But when you say 32 times great-grandfather, that's like a time span I can picture. Yes, exactly. So that's kind of where it goes. Now... Alfred the Great was considered the king of the Anglo-Saxons. Okay. So Anglo-Saxons were Germanic people who ruled from the 5th century CE to around 1066. They inhabited and ruled territories that are today part of England and Wales. Okay. Now, this is interesting because it's Germanic. Right. This was a German line of royals. Exactly. Ruling... England, England, Great Britain, and right. other other uh, commonwealths as well. They changed their name to the House of Windsor from mm. the House of Saxe-Coburg-Gotha after World War One because they wanted to get away from sounding German. Oh, okay. I think that's really interesting. Now, they took Windsor from the castle. The castle was here first, and they took their name from the castle. Okay. But I think this is interesting because there's a lot of controversy that surrounds the royal family about like Nazis Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. So especially with like Prince Philip's family, again, that could be a whole Prince Philip could be his own episode as well in his Nazi family. Mm -hmm. Um, Real interesting. But I I just think like we sometimes forget that these are like German people. Exactly. You absolutely. I don't think many people even know that. Do you remember when Prince Harry got in trouble as a kid for wearing a Nazi costume to a Halloween party? Yes. Yes. See, now that makes more sense. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting. It doesn't me. make it okay, but it makes it more sense. Makes more sense. It makes it kind of extra terrible in yeah. my mind. But yeah, I agree. He also did mm-hmm. that like two days before like the Holocaust Memorial time. That was a that was observance. A, probably a rough patch in his life. I, I would say. I would say he had quite a few <laughs> rough patches. <laughs> All right. The British monarchy are kind of two things. They are the head of state, mm-hmm. and they are the head of the Church of England. Correct. So we don't really have separation of no. church and state here. Right. Just reminding everyone that that was one of the things that we supposedly came here to America for. Yes. That's what we said. We seem to be losing it now. Yes, but we are. Yeah. Okay. People who call themselves patriots seem to want that again. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yep. Yeah. Well... Uh, Head of state, what they do for that is very much just ceremonial. Yes. So nonpartisan duties like uh, bestowing honors on somebody, Mm -hmm. hosting dinner parties for foreign leaders, traveling and, you know, being seen, waving to the crowds, making speeches at places. That's really what that means as head of state. 
Yeah, I think I've heard a lot of excuses this past week saying that the queen and the royal family are just figureheads. Right. And they just, you know, there's something that the people of of England look up look up to and mm-hmm. the ceremonial it's sort of this like sentimentality that mm-hmm. it brings. But I think that and I understand that. Yeah. I get it, but I also think that you can't overlook everything they had to do yeah to get to the point where they could be figureheads exactly. and basically just be like sitting back yeah on billions of dollars right and I, waving yeah at people you I mean, know i could be missing something here but it seems like they're just kind of like paid celebrities at this point yes yeah and i think that's why it's easy to make the argument that like Oh, it was just, you know, she's just this lovely old woman. Like, you, there's this this vision of her. Yeah. But, like, the family that she's representing and the atrocities that they doled out across the globe. Yeah. Those things are what got her to be that figurehead and to be that old grandmother. Exactly. So, I think we'd be remiss mm-hmm. to not acknowledge those things. Well, speaking of that, Jay, <laughs> they are the head of state for more than just England. So 15 different Commonwealth realms is how they're explained. Right. Okay, I'm not going to name all of them, Mm -hmm. but many of them are places that were directly affected by slave trade. Of course. Okay. Of course. Still suffer the repercussions of slave trade. Now, slavery and the royal family are very much interwoven. Mm -hmm. Some people would argue, I think that I would agree, although there's different opinions here, so form your own, Mm -hmm. that the majority of the royal family's current wealth is from the slave trade. How could it not be? I agree. So it started with Queen Elizabeth I, and she was 1558 to 1603, Mm -hmm. just to give you a timeline. Okay. So slavery is at its peak. Yeah, it's running it's right. running hot. Right. Okay. So the royal family were huge investors into this, made a fortune out mm-hmm. of slave trade. And the way it was like explained sort of reminded me of like an MLM. Oh god. <laughs> In that the oh, royal no. family was like, you should invest in slave trade and do it because we do. Right. And the money is just going to run up the line to them. Yeah. And like, look what a solid investment it is. Oh my God. Us do it. It's terrible. Okay. Right. In addition, I mean, there's so many atrocities. Again, Mm -hmm. it could be its own episode. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just, you know, skip over everything. But I do want to mention that many of the slaves were actually branded with the monarch at the time's initials. Oh my God. It's disgusting. And so there's a lot of controversy over the fact that like the queen... Mm-hmm. Now, King Charles, ew. Yeah. Can we just take a moment to be grossed out by the fact that, like, a straight white man is king? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was, like, the one benefit, I thought, to, like, Queen Elizabeth was yeah. that she was, was a, a woman. woman. Yeah. It was a little easier to take. Yes. Charles is king. Ew. Yeah. I we'll mean, he's that. not a great guy. No. But they were really promoting, and, like, they're, they have ties in their family to really making slavery what it was. Right. And they're still like the head of state of these countries and these commonwealths that are full of people who were in their lineage forced to be slaves. Right. And only until the last, in the last 10 years did the Royal family even acknowledge and apologize for that. Mm -hmm. So listen, I'm sure if you went back in you and I's linear, like in our, to our ancestors, you'd find some pretty shitty people too. Of course. For sure. I'm not saying like they need to suffer for that, but I do think it's a little gross that we have this like wealth, totally white. I mean, we saw what happened with Meghan Markle with mm-hmm. the racism in that family. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened with Princess Diana when she was married right. or dating that other man. Like mm-hmm. there's clearly racism issues there right. that are still really prominent and not being addressed or fixed. Right. But to your point that it's not their fault what their grandfathers did, just like we have probably mm-hmm. horrible grandfathers in our yeah. lineage. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. But you and I also aren't like still profiting off of those ancestors. Yeah, we're not taxing the people. Or like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like we're we're not we're not associating ourselves with them. We don't know who they were, you know. No. No. So it's not so it's different. Like Oh, it is different. You can say, you know, oh that was that was 10 grandfathers ago. 
I don't, I didn't know him. Well, mm-hmm. but you still have his name and you still live in his castle. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. So yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I think the argument on the other side is always, well, everyone has that or they can't be blamed for what their ancestors did. Mm-hmm. But you can, you still kind of have to answer for it. I mean, even you and I are willing to answer for it. And I'm yeah. also not going to go, you know, if I knew who was directly affected by shitty things my ancestors mm-hmm. did, I'm not going to go in a ball gown and wave to them and make them like bow to me. No. And I mean, I'm not I... going to put my face on their money. Exactly. Exactly. But the thing is, is that like, once you get that power, I understand that it's something that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And that this family is bred or like inbred, like to be a part of this machine. And right. that's what it is now. It's a machine. Absolutely. So it's a business. We'll get to that. Right. So like, I understand that it's hard to probably extract yourself from that machine when that's all you know. Yeah. But imagine how much cooler Queen Elizabeth would have been mm-hmm. if she had been like, hey, we gotta, we gotta walk some of this back. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like I'm one of the most powerful people in the world. Let's make some changes. Let's change some things. Right. And you know, would it have been awesome if she just completely obliterated the entire thing? Yes. Realistic? No. But could she have been a lot more impactful with her power to reverse some of the horrific deeds that her family did? Yes. And I think, I think that brings me to like an interesting thought. Because it's this whole idea that one of the huge benefits to the monarchy is that they're by they're like nonpartisan, mm. right? They they say no political views in public, and it it's they could vote if they wanted to, but they don't vote. And that's also the height of privilege. <laughs> if you're someone who doesn't have to comment politically, yeah, then politics don't affect you. Absolutely, which means that you're above everybody else. That's white supremacy. It, it certainly is. And there's sort of like this argument that this is a good thing to have somebody who is like representing the country who has no political opinion. Mm-hmm. And like at just at the surface level of that, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, oh my God, I just don't want to mm-hmm. listen to politics. Or when people are like, I hate politics. Or just to say like, I know that the, the monarchy loves the entire country. They fight for everyone equally, but it kind of just becomes, they fight for no one. Exactly. They stand for nothing. They just sit above. And it's a perfect way for them to sit on their piles of money. Literally. And not have, not have to get engaged or involved in anything. They can just, they can absolve themselves from becoming involved because they can say, oh, we're, we're neutral here. Like we're for the people, but you're, but you're not doing anything for the people. Yeah, you're just standing for nothing. And you're just collecting interest on everything you've stolen, all the artifacts, the diamonds, the money, the land, the people, all the stuff you've stolen from millennia. Mm -hmm. You just sit on it and and accrue interest. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, it's not like it's just some random person Mm -mm. who doesn't want to voice their political opinion to a group of people. Mm -hmm. It's the literal royal family. Right. It's, it's. I don't like it. No, I don't like it. And it also politicizes, in this instance, helping people who had atrocities. Like, would we be saying if if she was like had done stuff in that we found the Nazi ties and Mm -hmm. we could see that the royal family had participated in the Holocaust on the wrong side? Mm -hmm. And then if they went and like built a foundation to aid victims of the Holocaust and their families, right. would we say that was political? I would say it's hypocrisy, but and definitely political. But like, we wouldn't be like, oh, that's too right or left of them. No. We would be like, that's the right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, that's just humanitarian. Yeah. But when it comes to people of color mm-hmm. and slavery, people are like, well, if they got involved in that, that would make it political. Right. So... Th- that's just racism. Right. And that's you not wanting to hear the people that are dissenting, that you've taken over all of these colonies, yeah. all these countries that have been fighting for independence from, from the queen. Mm-hmm. And if you get involved politically, then you have to acknowledge that. <laughs> exactly. You have to acknowledge that all of these countries, these millions of people mm-hmm. want independence from you. Yeah. And it's not enough to just have Prince Charles and then Prince William in speeches mention it. Right. 
like great that you acknowledged it, mm-hmm. you know, good for you. But right. that's not enough. No, not anymore. It used to be enough for people. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, we're not there anymore. No. Yeah. Interesting. I, I'm really curious to see what will happen without Elizabeth in these situations. Same. Because to me, Elizabeth had an energy mm-hmm. of like non-threatening kind. I mean, she was very grandmother-like when we knew her. Mm. But before that, I think she was kind of just like a little dowdy and like she wasn't pushing her feminine energy on anyone. Mm. She was like this real non-threatening human. Yeah, although I did get the undercurrent that she would absolutely cut you if she had to. Absolutely. But like her public persona mm. and her energy, the, oh, yeah. the way she held herself was like, I'm here for the duty and for the people. Yeah. And she pulled it off. <laughs> and I think I think that's what, in, I think, as intuitive people, you see that. You see the presentation. Yeah. But then you also feel underneath it. And that people were probably terrified of her. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm interested to see, though, when it's, Charles, who has none of those qualities. No, he really doesn't. Who's openly a dick. Yeah. Go stand and be the king of those commonwealths. Well, it's going to be hard for him to rally any kind of... I mean, I'm sure there'll be just like loyal supporters who yeah. who support the monarchy no matter who is Yeah, a lot of people head. paint him as a victim, not a villain. And I, I have a lot of trouble like with a really rich man being like oh you poor baby well i think that that's actually a common theme in throughout the whenever you hear people talking about this Mm. is that i think you can easily pick out the people Mm -hmm. who aren't really paying much attention yeah or the people who just seek some comfort in old ways in that like consistency and certainty of it keeping going Mm -hmm. and not wanting to update or like change or do their own work you see them like clinging to those old right quote unquote values. Well, and when you don't have to do the work, yeah. then, then this story doesn't make sense. You're right. Right. Like if you're, if you're someone with a decent amount of privilege, I heard someone on the radio, someone that I listen to every morning yeah, who definitely is in a position of power. Uh-huh. And they were saying like, I don't understand why people are mad. I just don't get it. This is a, a country lost their queen. Why are they upset? And I was like, oh, and, and they meant it fully. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh, you you don't i can tell right right from you saying that you don't follow any content creators of color you don't read books about any political or social issues because mm-hmm. you don't have to or you don't want to right like you have if you follow even like one or two black content creators mm-hmm. indian mm-hmm. irish mm-hmm. i mean i mean indian from india right but also indigenous yeah you also just don't know history if you follow any content creators like that, you will very quickly see how other people that aren't white and aren't male and aren't privileged mm-hmm. see the monarchy. Agreed. I mean, I didn't grow up in a family that thought the monarchy was great. Mm-mm. There was a lot of messaging of like, why does this exist? So mm-hmm. I think I always felt the same question mm-hmm. and sort of looked at the royal family with that question. Like, why... Why am I looking at a queen? Like, yeah. Why is this still around? It felt like a very weird fairy tale. It didn't seem very real to me. It seemed like a like a show. Right. Yeah. And now I'm sure it was different if you grew up in England. Right. Like again, I'm acknowledging that, but right. like from that was the question. So I, I'm wondering if you just grew up in a family that maybe loved those ideals mm-hmm. and like loved the king and queen or mm-hmm. whatever, like that you would be like, oh. I, I should just assume that they're good. Right. But I don't think you and I are the kind of people who assume anyone in power is good. Not anymore. No, I mean, I, think I, I like did to then. be pleasantly surprised when they are, but I'm assuming that they're a bad guy. Right. I don't know. Agreed. I have to acknowledge here, though people will hate it. I'm fine with it. Too late. We've already fallen down this rabbit hole before. When we're talking <laughs> about the royal family's tied to slavery. Mm that the Catholic Church had the same tie to slavery. Of course. And we tend, people don't tend to talk about this, that Christianity and slavery are so mixed together. Like, they were also investors in slavery. They were also They were connected to the royal family, yes. Mm -hmm. But they were also promoting slave trade. Mm -hmm. Why don't people know this? Well, because why would the Catholic Church want you to know that? Every, like, bit of propaganda that goes out is probably to avoid you knowing that. 
makes me angry. Yeah, it's gross. Okay. Well, speaking of the church, mm-hmm. the other part of the monarchy is being the head of the Church of England. Right. They used to be connected to the Catholic Church. Right. But in the 16th century, Henry VIII, he was a real piece of something. It's a gem. Yeah, a yeah. gem. <laughs> he broke up with the Catholic Church just so that he could get divorced. Right, exactly. This is to me what royalty is. Like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I don't, you all have to follow the rules or die. Correct. But I'll just change them for myself. Yeah, just make rules up to serve you, to suit you. No, sir. But they don't apply to anyone else. Like, your rules don't apply to anyone else. It just really bugs me. Same. I would just like to acknowledge right now that a lot of people say that the royal family is connected to the Illuminati. Oh, you can see our episode on the Illuminati. Exactly. <laughs> I think that they're just a member of the patriarchy and that yeah. small group of people who run things. And yes. I, like we said in the Illuminati episode, that's that's what they really are. That's the front. They're not actually lizard people, in my opinion. <laughs> exactly. Be a lot cooler if they were lizard people. I mean, really, <laughs> there'd be a lot more. There'd be a lot more uh, things to explore that wouldn't make me as mad. Maybe I don't know. It's weird when you think about the patriarchy. This is like a sub rant. Sorry, but like, go for it. It's weird that it's not official. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that there are certain people who are very much at the head. Yeah. Of this force. Yeah. That rules the entire globe. Exactly. And we're going to talk about that force in the royal family. Mm. I think we should take a break. Okay. But I want to talk about them. They're referred to as the firm. Oh, yes. I've heard of them. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about them. Yes. I want to talk about how the three ways the royal family makes their money or gets money. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about it because you're going to feel really angry the whole time. <laughs> awesome. And then I want to talk a little bit about the queen herself. We'll be right back after this short break. goes great with podcast listening a great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop yep beans roasted in-house amazing baristas you know where i'm talking about restoration coffee can we go yes i need an americano and maybe a panini too Ooh, i need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl yeah check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. All right, Heather, it's pumpkin spice season. I love pumpkin spice season. (laughs) Again, we've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. but we're bringing it back because the seasons are changing. Yeah. Especially here in New England, where we live, the seasons are very obvious. (laughs) Yes, they're they're very obvious, but even before the weather kind of participates, Mm. I feel my body like amping up for a seasonal shift. Yes. And it's not always fun. No, no, it, it, can be a, it can be a rough transition, I think, sometimes. It's a little bumpy. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like there's two parts to this. Mm-hmm. One is that your body is obviously affected by this. Right. It's in your DNA. You are of the earth. Yes. When the earth is shifting and changing, so are you. Mm-hmm. And we know, we've done episodes on the Sabbaths and like how our ancestors viewed the seasons and the equinoxes mm-hmm. and all of those things. So we know our bodies are affected by that. We know our our minds are, our emotions are obviously all of that is affected. Right. But sometimes we kind of forget that like human connection and we're like, why do I feel so off? Right. Exactly. Why, why does my stomach hurt? Why is my hair doing a weird thing? Why am I so tired? Or why can't I sleep? Or like, why is this food suddenly bothering me? Why am I suddenly craving this? Right. And a lot of times the answer is a seasonal shift. Absolutely. I also think that depending on your like your own like signs and your own like like we talked about in the Chinese medicine stuff mm-hmm. like whatever elements you are I think certain seasons rough you up a little more than others. Mm, that's a good point. So I think it's worth looking into all of that. I also think that when you're living in what I like to call a post-pandemic hellscape, 
you're not wrong. <laughs> but also, like, you're living in that post might actually be a stretch. But True. but also when you're living on a planet mm-hmm. that's burning and dying. Right. right. I think sometimes those seasonal changes hit harder. Well, yeah, I mean... Because everything's off. Yeah, not to mention that even just if you look into how we only plant... We did this whole thing where people only planted male trees. trees. That's why our allergies are bad. Yeah, like, Mm -hmm. that's why it's all so bumpy. Right. Stupid patriarchy is to blame for everything. So, like, we feel the effects of, like, the turning of the seasons, but it feels like it's exacerbated. And we've also lost the remedies and the ways that we would right. allow oh. that transition. Right. Now we're just supposed to like pretend it's not happening and like power through. Exactly. I don't want to power through. No, my not body's anymore. tired of that. I did the power through thing for a long time. I barely made it out alive. Same. <laughs> it almost got me. It was almost a power down. But the other side to that, that you and I talk about a lot and you can, again, find our episodes on the Sabbaths Mm -hmm. and the different um, seasonal shifts. I think you'll really like those if you're interested in this, but you're craving pumpkin spice and you want to go apple picking and you want to do all those fun fall activities, not just because you're basic. Right. Because that's in your DNA, because that's what your witchy self and your ancestors did. (laughs) Exactly. That's what was available. That's what you did. So... It's just, it really bugs me. It's usually men Mm -hmm. telling women they're being all the same or all basic and like shaming them for doing those things. Right. Don't listen. No. You're literally, get your pumpkin spice. You're literally honoring your familiar line. Exactly. Your ancestors. Exactly. That's witchy shit. Absolutely. That's what witchy shit is. And it's fun and yummy. And it's delicious. Right. I can't wait. The fall spice latte is coming back at Resto. Mm-hmm. So excited, good. Right? Like, yes. there's a reason you want those things at those times of year. Absolutely. So be nicer to your body about it. Yep. Give yourself a little rest if you need it or whatever else you might need. Absolutely. And have the pumpkin spice. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy it. Wear the boots and go apple picking. <laughs> go in a corn maze. Do it. Exactly. And feel like the badass witch that you are. Right. All right. Let's go do that. Okay, bye. All right, let's talk a little bit about the wealth of the royal family and how that happens, how they make their money. Let's <laughs> let's talk about it. Jeannie this is the part like, people don't like. Yeah, like people just want to think I'm already in a, t- a tirade. I was gonna say you have like <laughs> blo- like a bloodthirst look in your eyes <laughs> because it's it's all part of the programming and the messaging right that we get from them, but also from our own country uh-huh. that. It's it's like we're supposed to just think that they're this again this magical Disney family, uh-huh. fairy tale family that lives in this castle and it's so like, it's almost this like goal that you feel like you, you yeah want it's to the achieve. fairy tale it's like 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 maybe someday I could have that maybe a prince will pick me right mm-hmm. but like no one wants to talk about how they got that money how'd you get those castles mm-hmm. how'd you get all those castles in all those countries, that's the part that no one wants to look at. It's like pulling the curtain back. Yeah, on. it's not because you were, like, your family was the most powerful warriors in the land. No. Maybe at one point. Maybe. M- maybe. Maybe. No. I mean, they had the most power and wealth. No, they sent the most powerful warriors out on their behalf. Yeah. I mean, the way they got there, somebody did right. a good power grab. It right. probably had to do with muscles. Yes. After that... It was all just the best at maintaining and protecting wealth. Yeah. Yep. By murdering other people. Yeah. Murder, drama, strategy, slavery, slavery, yeah. th- thievery, PR, colonization. Good PR. I mean, literally just taking over lands. Right. Exactly. Okay. Sorry. Well, you're not going to get any more calm when I start talking about this. Okay. <laughs> they say that Queen Elizabeth's estimated net worth when she died was five hundred and thirty million. It's incredible. But the royal family is our billionaires. Yes. Easy. Yes. I'm just saying. We say, like, no more billionaires and stuff. But, like, Mm. these are billionaires. Yes. Okay. Just making that clear. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. There are three ways in which the royal family makes their money. Okay. Way number one is called the personal wealth income. Okay. These are their investments, property, jewelry, art, horse racing. This is how they currently make money. This is one of the ways they currently... But we're talking currently. They currently right. do Okay. This. They currently do all these three ways. Okay. Modern day. Gotcha. Okay. So 
I just want to harp here for a minute because when I tell you the other two, the, the fact that they also have like their own personal investments and income and properties in addition to these things right. is maddening. Like the queen made a lot of money betting on horse racing in her time. The queen's wild. And she kept it. Of course. Okay. I'm, I'm just... Like she would give it away. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't like, oh, I'll place bets for fun and, and give the money away. It was like literally part of how she made her fortune. That's incredible. It's gross. But it's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> That's the part they don't talk about. No. I mean, maybe they do. and we don't, We're not privy to that part, but I've never heard that. Well, there was this whole thing where like horse horses and horse racing is this real like wealthy elitist, elitist yeah. thing. So they're they're right in there. Gotcha. Okay. The second way is something called the privy purse. Okay. You're gonna like this one. I mean, I saved the best for last, but this is a good number too. <laughs> okay. okay. This is basically an estate. Okay. So the Queen's was called the Queen's privy purse was called the Duchy of Lancaster. And this is like land and property and assets. Mm -hmm. So the Duchy of Lancaster has an estimated worth of $700 What? And the queen would get an annual income from that of $25 Jesus. That's not the investments, the property, the jewelry, the art, the horse racing. Just, Just the investments you could live on without being an asshole. You wouldn't need it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't... It's so... It's so excessive. Uh-huh. And if, if you're listening to that and you're like, 25 million, but that's like a big family, Heather. Oh, well, they have their own yeah. privy purses. Just they have as, their own investments. They have their own trust funds. There. They also have their own privy purse. So, what? for example, Prince Charles has, I mean, he's now going to be the king, but like, so he's inherited the Duchy of Lancaster, too. But hold on, we'll get to that. He has his own called the Duchy of Cornwall, which he gets $25 million a year from. What? So that one is just the Queen's. Oh, my God. Do you understand the length of that wealth? $25 million a year just on the, the properties and stuff, like, paying you. Right. Not to mention all your investments, property, jewelry, art, horse racing. Jewelry, art, horse racing. I mean... It's so much. Okay. Number three... Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It's the sovereign grant. Mm-hmm. This is taxpayer money. Of course it is. It's a lump sum from the government for official duties, including maintenance of the palaces, travel expenses, anything like holding a dinner for foreign dignity. Whatever they're doing, they're paid from this. This is an absolute racket. So all of their travel, all of their receptions. P.S. Side note. They don't need passports to travel if you're a royal. You can oh, just really? go wherever you want. You don't need a passport. Why? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. I'm just also reminding you that Prince Andrew is a royal. So, like, <sighs> so he can go or he could go wherever he wants. He can't anymore, but yeah. Okay. So just to give you an idea of the Gross. sovereign grants, mm-hmm. in 2017 and 2018, it was $100 Oh, my God. So There's no need. That is all their expenses as mm-hmm. royals. Plus, they get the privy purse. Plus, they have the, all their personal wealth income. Why are the taxpayers paying for the expenses when they could easily afford it and let the taxpayers keep their money or let that money go to charities or to different things? Let's go back to maintaining the, the city and the, the country. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And I think that's why a lot, I think that's why you have a lot of anti-monarchists yeah. in England. It's yeah. because of that, because they're tired of footing the bill. And in addition, in the sovereign grant, uh, Prince Philip had his own when he was a working royal of five hundred thousand for his personal duties. Good God! It, so think of that hundred million that was that didn't need to go to everybody, right? Like let's give that doesn't even cover Prince Philip. Let's just like give him his own five hundred thousand to do his traveling and whatever he needs, his clothes, his whatever. That's incredible. You know what I think is interesting about this? I think this is. Just a little tidbit. I love a tidbit. But I think a lot of us get lost in like the cool names. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I think it sounds so far away and mm-hmm. so unrelatable to everyday life mm-hmm. that when you talk about like the Duchy of whatever. The Duchy of Cornwall or like, the Duchy of Lancaster. Like all of these names. I think that's intentional. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's in, it intentionally 
elevates them. Um, but for some reason, we as like the regular people, <laughs> the commoners, the commoners, like it sounds really like fun or cool or something. Fancy. I yeah. don't know. Like it just sounds so different. Like I want a privy purse. Yeah. And it's like endearing. I don't, I don't mm. know. There's something, there's some psychology there. Yeah. It definitely feeds into like the fairy tales that you were told. Right. Of, like what it's like to be a royal. And, right. Like, as a, especially as a girl, you're supposed to grow up and want that. Right. And I think as like a regular commoner taxpayer, mm-hmm. it feels so far removed that like that obviously has nothing to do with us. Meanwhile, they've got their hand in your pocket. Yeah. They've got their hand in your paycheck. Well, you know, it's just different terms for what the millionaire and billionaires do in our country. Right. Exactly. The patriarchy here is doing the same exact thing. They have all of these things and all of these exemptions as well. They're just called different things. Exactly. Run through a different system. So like if you're separating it because you're like, yeah, but they're the the, the monarch. Right. No, they're just patriarchy. Exactly. I would just like to also say that um, the royals don't have to pay inheritance tax. Oh, my God. So Prince Philip will inherit all of this as he's be- he becomes king and not have to Tax-free. pay any taxes on it. Imagine. Imagine what that could do for the people in, their, in that country. I mean, he could afford it. Clearly, he could afford it. And think about all the regular people, all the plebs who are out there, like, who, who get taxed for yeah. things like that. I mean, there are people who can't afford to eat and have water and, and not just in England, right. not just in Great Britain and there are other commonwealths as well who right. are, are struggling and suffering. And I, I honestly, you didn't see royals going to help the needy until Princess Diana. No. So. Right. And she was a troublemaker. Well, yeah. According to them. Yeah. You don't put a strong woman in there. That's like when Meghan Markle, when I like found out like she was dating Prince Harry. I didn't know who she was, and I looked into her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've since watched Suits. Highly recommend. She's great in that <laughs> show. But at the time, I didn't know her. Mm-hmm. And looked at, like, just took a look at her and was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, it's a problem. And then I looked into her, and I was like, she's a feminist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, like, well-spoken, mm-hmm. really smart, yep. feminist, mm-hmm. tough cookie. Yeah. This isn't going to go Girl well. Girl in big trouble. Yeah, I thought, what's going to happen here? Yep. I should have made one of those exactly. psychic predictions about it. Damn it. Exactly. <laughs> this is my chance. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about the queen. Okay. And some of the things that she's done in her life. Let's just talk about her life. Okay. Okay. So she was born in 1926, like we said. But mm-hmm. when she was born, she was not in line to the throne. Okay. She became in line to the throne when her uncle, who was Edward VIII, abdicated the throne. Okay. So he was coronated. He took, he took, I mean, there's video you can watch of his coronation. And if you want to see someone who's about to flee, that's exactly what they look like. Oh, really? I mean, he was young. Ooh, interesting. It's, it's rough to watch. I highly recommend the black and white sketchy footage. It's, tell me you didn't think that boy was in trouble. Right. You, you feel bad for him. I mean, later we see that he was, had a lot of Nazi ties and stuff, but like, in that moment, I had some compassion for this man. Well, again, you're a part of a machine. You're born into a machine. Yeah. So he abdicated the throne. Mm-hmm. I think probably for more reasons than just this. Okay. But to marry an American woman who'd been divorced twice. Yeah, this, I've heard this story. Okay. So when he abdicated, Elizabeth's father, who's his brother, mm-hmm. uh, George the Sixth, he became king. Gotcha. That's the real story, by the way. That's the real love story, by the way. Yes. I mean, if you really, like, rather than waiting for your prince charming, get the guy who will abdicate a throne for you. I mean, there's a, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not saying he's like a winner and he's no, the no. best guy ever, but like, that's really the storyline you want. <laughs> I, I don't remember who the comedian is that does a bit about this. I wish I did. Mm-hmm. But if I remember, I'll post it. But he does a whole thing where it's like, imagine when like his wife asked him to take out the trash and he's like, I abdicated the throne for this. I could have been king. I'm not taking out the trash. And I think about that a lot, like how interesting that is. Exactly. Now they kind of paint Prince Harry as like leaving for Megan. So, but when I look at that story, I can see he left on his own accord. He left for his family and for himself too. 
No, I don't think she forced him out at all. I don't think so either. No. So, but that's how she's painted. So yes. I'm just trying to look through the lens that obviously they're going to blame the woman. Of course. But he made his choice. Yes. So take out the trash, King. Former King. Exactly. <laughs> so George the Sixth, Elizabeth's father, took the crown, took okay. the throne. Mm-hmm. But he was always a very ill man. Mm-hmm. And he... He was always of poor health. He died at age 56, which was in 1952. Okay. So pretty young. Yep. Elizabeth was only 25 years old. Right. So she, I believe she got coronated when she was 26, but she took, officially took it at 25. Mm-hmm. And she is, I mean, she's passed away, but she's the longest reigning queen in history. Right. Because she was so young. She was so young yeah. and she lived so goddamn long. Yeah. And they say that coronation, they say that. Charles won't be coronated till next year. Mm. It's like a whole year process. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yep. They gotta they gotta get all that taxpayer money to get it ready. I will give them five points for supposedly the rumor is that and you know, obviously these things are planned out to like the, mm-hmm. you know, to the minutiae. Yeah. But they said that she insisted that Trump isn't invited. Oh, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. I hope that's that true. All other like heads of state from the United States of America are invited, but mm-hmm. not Trump. I hope that's true. It might be a rumor, but I'm, I'm here for it. it. I'm down with it. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to mention this, but I have to, because you brought up Trump. <laughs> <laughs> there is my poor search history. I know. Oh, you're, you're on a, you're on a watch list. I'm definitely yeah. on a watch list. But I had to know what QAnon said about Queen Elizabeth's death. Oh, interesting. What did they say? That she was murdered. Oh, by whom? <laughs> I don't know. Of course. Just murdered. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds oh, of articles. Actually, and I saw. I also saw some stuff about how it was from the, the COVID vaccine. Oh, right, of course. That killed her. I mean, it's kind of laughable. She was a really kind old of. woman. Yes, ridiculous. How is there controversy about this? There isn't controversy about it. Just saying, they'll jump on anything. Yeah. Okay. She was the first woman, Queen Elizabeth, was mm-hmm. the first woman in the royal family ever to join the armed forces. Yep. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. She had four children. Mm-hmm. She had two children when she became queen. Mm-hmm. And then she had two more after. Her children are Charles, Anne, Andrew, and Edward. Yep. We know Charles is not great. No. I mean... Whenever I see Prince Charles, all I can think, my apologies to people who love him, I'm, is the tampon yep. thing. <laughs> yep. You have to know, but just in case you don't, there was all these recordings, like when he was married to Diana, mm-hmm. that he like had called and sent messages to Camilla. Camilla. I just have to pause. I don't know if you guys can hear the thunder roaring it's behind incredible. us as we talk about the royal family, it's but incredible. it's really a vibe. <laughs> I don't know if it's being picked up in the mics, but it's so like loud and like, it's like shaking the house when we're talking about this. It's awesome. (laughs) Okay. So when he was married to Princess Diana, Mm -hmm. Prince Charles was having affairs with Camilla. We Mm -hmm. all know this tale as old as time. Yeah. So there's a recording of him saying that he wanted, he wished he could be a tampon up inside her. He did. Like that was him like. Sweet talking. Like that was his sexy talk that he wanted to be a tampon. It's unfortunate. I mean, you don't have anything better. You're a king. You're a prince at the time. You got no better lines than that? Yeah, I mean... And that does it for Camilla? It's real cringy. How would you feel if a man said they wanted to be a tampon inside you? (laughs) No, thanks. I wish you could see her face when I said that. No, thanks. Yeah. The weird thing is that I feel like Charles and Camilla actually do like love each other. Oh, I think they probably always did. I he wasn't allowed to marry her. Right. I get that, but I still don't have any empathy for the man. No, and you've like watched the I I just saw an interview of Diana talking about when she confronted them. Yes. And it's so awful. It's so cringy. It's clear that Diana was the victim of all this and didn't know. Like, it's not like she knew what she was getting into and that he wanted to be with Camilla. No. And she, was gonna be, he, she thought she was getting a fairy tale. No, she was sold the story. Yeah, and then she got trapped by yep. the firm that we'll talk about. Can you imagine? Later. I can't. I mean, she was so young. It's one thing to be a part of the machine be, mm-hmm. and to play the game knowingly, but yeah. then to be, like, tricked into it, to be duped, and then to yeah. find yourself stuck in the machine. Yeah. Those are two totally different situations. Yeah, I mean, she comes from a line of, like, lords and ladies. She right. was a lady. So she's right. part of this high society. Right. But I, Team Diana. Always. Make me a shirt. Team Always. Diana, Team Megan. I'm on those teams. 
every day. <laughs> and Megan wearing that outfit that was just like Diana's. Did you see that? Yeah. So Kate does this all the time too. Mm-hmm. Side note, again, there's so many things we could talk about with the royal family, but we got to acknowledge this. How uh, I think when Kate does it, for sure, it's to make people think that she's like Diana. Yes. But when Megan does it, I kind of like think it's like it's a like callback, like yes. tribute to her energy. She's not trying to trick people with it. No, I agree. You okay. can, that's different energy for me. That's where the intuition comes into the stories because you can read. Yeah. Like you can read that. You can read the it's intent read. between Kate and Megan. You can tell that there's a difference in why they're doing the same thing. I think the first time it really smacked me in the face was when Kate wore that outfit after she had George, I think. That was yes. like almost exactly Diana's outfit after she had William. Yes. And I was like, that's weird. Like, think about that. Yep. You're wearing an outfit that looks like your dead mother-in-law's mm-hmm. outfit. Right. That's strange. Yep. Have you ever worn an outfit that looks like one of your mother-in-law's outfits? No. Like on purpose? No. Same. I don't think she has any Tupac shirts. <laughs> Which is what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> it's just, it, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it doesn't matter who your mother-in-law is. It's no, just like it's a weird. weird move. Like, yeah. imagine your mother-in-law had passed a long time ago under tragic circumstances. And right. you're like, like wearing a costume of her. Right, exactly. It's, weird. it's a weird thing for when me. When Megan does it, it doesn't read like that. It reads like, look, I'm carrying on what yes. she did. I got her son out. That's right. what I think. Like, exactly. I helped him out. And I'm like, high five. It feels like a subtle middle finger. Yes. Yep. Megan does the subtle middle finger really well. She does. She's the pro. Yep. She's a pro. Okay. So we also have Anne who, Mm -hmm. I mean, she seems fine. I don't have any problems with Anne particularly Mm -hmm. other than she's, I don't see her doing a lot of good stuff, but she seems to be like the most badass of them. Okay. She's like a really great with like horses or it was for a long time. Oh yeah. Right. Um, Someone tried to kidnap her and she fought them off. I mean, it's kind of cool things like that. I heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. We'll go back to Andrew. But Edward was married to Fergie. Oh, that's right. Remember that yep. whole thing? That was a whole thing. Not Fergalicious Fergie. No. <laughs> Different Fergie. Fergie from the <laughs> 80s and 90s. <laughs> OG Fergie. Sarah Ferguson. Sarah Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Again, that could be its own episode. <laughs> yeah. Lots of crazy drama mm-hmm. there. Um, and then we have Andrew. Womp womp. Yeah, who has... All kinds of ties to Jeffrey Epstein. He's a pedophile. Yeah. He's a pedophile. But do you know the thing that bothers me the most about him being a pedophile is that he seems to think he didn't do anything wrong to this day. Well, I mean, that's just like the delusion of of being a part of a, something like a monarchy is that yeah. he's probably been told his whole entire life that he can't do anything wrong. Do whatever you want. Right? doesn't matter. Underage, take advantage, hurt people. I mean, that's what flying to islands to sleep with underage girls. Does he really have been trafficked? It's gross. He's a prince. Does he really need someone to help him with this? Like, that's not just like, oh, poor me. I can't meet anybody. No, that and that just proves that rape is about power, not about sex. Exactly. Because regular sex wouldn't have been good enough for him. Ugh, gross. It's disgusting. You'd rather be a tampon like his brother, I think. God. That makes that comment seem like cute. Compared to pedophilia. I mean, yeah. You know? Right, right. It's it's all really rough and gross, and there isn't a lot of attempts to make it better other than, like, he had to step down from, like, being an official royal. It just feels like there's a ton of mental gymnastics that you have to go through to end up in the story of, like, I love the monarchy or God save the queen. Like, you have to ignore so many terrible things yeah. on, like, grand scales. Yeah. Like, grand historical level colonization mm-hmm. scales mm-hmm. down to, like, the child of the queen being a pedophile. Yeah. Like, there's so much mental gymnastics. And it's not even like he's a pedophile and then he's, like, openly, like, going to therapy for it and Mm-mm. talking about it and apologizing no. and trying to make it right. He's just, like, smugly walking around, like... Meh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I got off. I got off scot free. My mom got me out of it, kind of thing. Like, ew, right? Ew. All set, bro. No, sit down. Get out of here. Exactly. And you know, people who feel bad and they're like, oh, but he's no longer like an official royal. It's like, well, that just means he doesn't have one of these three ways to get money. Exactly. He doesn't have the taxes anymore. I think yeah. he'll be fine. Yeah, he doesn't have to wear the the suit, the fancy suit. He did wear the fancy suit to uh, the funeral. 
Did he? Well, I don't know if it's the actual funeral, but there's like a million processions. And oh, things. he did. They actually um, showed on TikTok, not that we're on there all the time, <laughs> but I saw on TikTok that there was a man when like Andrew was processing by yep. that was like yelling, ew, ew. He's like screaming Good. at him and like calling him a pedophile. And they're showing like the British police tackling him and arresting him. See? He was just yelling. See? Dude. And this that, other... That's where you lose me. There's a woman nearby going, leave him alone. And I'm like, I love that woman. I don't know who you are, but yeah, I like TikTok you. finds you. <laughs> Would you like to be on the podcast? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Queen Elizabeth is royal patron or president to over 600 charities, military associations, etc. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know how much money. They didn't say that. But she presides over lots of charities. She did. Okay. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. But like you're organizing other people to fundraise and give their own money when you have a ton of money that you could just be giving to charity. I mean, every time I see like a celebrity doing one of those like things to like call yes. the phones or what, I, yes. I'm standing there like, why don't you just give the money? Why are you <laughs> asking your fans to give the money? You're the rich one, right? Here. Exactly. Go ask your rich friends. Right. Same. And that's 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 this. That's this. But on a much higher scale. I'm sure there's additional perks to having the queen connected to your charity. Exactly. But it's still a weird move. It's Agreed. still kind of like, okay, I mean, I'm not going to clap for you about it, but like, right. good for you. Right. Okay. I also think it's interesting that she maintains a near 80% approval rating for most of her reign. Yep. And we know the reason for that is because she didn't, she didn't say much and she didn't no. cause many controversies. No. And she just, anything that came up, she just sort of like dusted over and She wore her bright little get-ups and walked around and waved and didn't bring it. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's the crown now, so you can like watch some of this stuff. But there's all kinds of stuff about Prince Philip having all kinds of affairs and stuff. But like, they, they kept a lid on it. Yep. I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah. Well, speaking of the lid. It's the firm. You want to talk about them? Yeah. They're like a secret society, this firm. That exists inside of the monarchy? Yes. Okay. So they're made, this is basically the business of the monarchy. Right. They're made up of family members and non-family members. Okay. They are the people who run this machine. And what they say is that their job is to protect and manage the royal family's reputation. In their money. Well. That comes from the reputation. That's, that's right. The I mean, that's, make money, that's the right? gist of it, right? Yeah. So there are so many interesting things about their close connection to the tabloids. Oh, I've heard about this. And Meghan Markle sort of like brought this to the attention in her Oprah interview. Yes. Highly recommend if you haven't watched that. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, people who like call her a liar and stuff, I'm just like, you're clearly not reading energy. Exactly. Because all I see is a girl who could say a lot more, who's holding back a lot. That's the thing. In that Oprah interview, I felt like she was biting her tongue. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for her to spill it all someday. Someday. I'll be, I'll be there waiting. <laughs> Sign my book, Megan. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. But she sort of referred to them. And when Oprah was kind of asking her who mm-hmm. they were, who's the firm, like... They couldn't really say. You yeah, could they tell. said that word, though. They said the firm. The firm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they call them. Yeah. So I think, like, people who live closer, the queen is, like, their actual queen, unlike us, mm-hmm. probably have heard of the firm. Yes. But there's not a lot of information. There are some, like I said, there are some members of the royal family who are a part of it, but right. not all of them. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are not. Like, think about all the people who work for them. Right. There is a group in there. And what I can glean from like a lot of different articles that I read and how Meghan and Harry talked about it was that the queen was sort of doing what they told her. Yes. Because you could tell they didn't have a problem with the queen. Right. They tried very hard to make it clear that they loved the queen and were very supportive, but that there was a machine running everything. Right. And that it wasn't the queen in charge. Exactly. So this is what the firm is. And they are basically a PR machine. Well, I think that that actually illustrates how hard it must be to live and to be born into the machine and live in it because that's Harry's grandmother. Right. But it's also the queen. Yeah. That's being run by the firm. So it's like, it's, it's got to be very complicated. 
Exactly, exactly. Like you could tell that they were saying without saying that the queen is not the one the problem. doing the damage. Right. Yeah, she's yes. following what she has to do. Right. I think that my read of Queen Elizabeth is that she felt like all the things she was doing was like her duty to serve people. Yes. I really do believe she thought that. I mean, her love for her dad, I think she was like stepping in and like carrying mm-hmm. on what she thought he wanted. Like, I really right. do believe that about her. Agreed. I don't think she was a saint, but I do believe that about her. Yeah. And it seems as though that was kind of used to mm-hmm. control her, right? in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's my own hypothesis. That makes but sense. But that's what I think. Okay. So the firm, we can't prove it. I tried. I tried looking into it enough okay. to prove it, that they own tabloids or that they have them in their pocket or pay them off. But it's pretty clear that they do. Mm-hmm. Now, not all of them. But like, if you look at how the press treated Princess Diana. Right. And you look at how the press treated Meghan Markle. Mm-hmm. And you look at how they treat Prince William and Kate. Yep. These are very different. Totally different. Why? Exactly. I mean, what do you, how do you feel about Kate Middleton? Meh. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't hate her. Right. Same. But I, I definitely think that she's playing a part. I was going to say she's playing the game. But she's likable. She's likable. She, I can see that she's trying to like, with permission, do things like rewearing outfits is a big deal. Yep. I mean, yes. Weird, gross. Right. That, that has to be a big deal. But like, I see her trying to do things yep. like that. She really championed like the mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I see her trying to do good things. Right. But I also see someone who looks ill yep. in front of my eyeballs, mm-hmm. who seems to be trying to do what she's told the best she can. Agreed. I mean, there's like quiet talk of Prince William's affairs. Yes. But there's loud talk about like Meghan Markle all the time. Yeah, there is. There is quiet talk about that. Um, so it's like, why aren't the tabloids reporting mm. more? I mean, that's a that's a juicy story. That would sell a lot of tabloids. Right, because the firm is managing it. Exactly. Right, they're keeping it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Meghan Markle and Prince Harry talked about that in their interview with Oprah about how, you know, you would have to go to a luncheon with all the tabloid people. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. So yeah. weird. I, and I think... It's weird because, again, as outsiders, I think we have this vision that, like, you're living a fairy tale and life is super easy and taken mm-hmm. care of for you. And I think that to an extent, it probably is easy. I think most mm-hmm. things are taken care of for you. But I also think that there's a layer of having no choice and no say right. and no no independence, no freedom. I mean, you, I don't think that, like, I'm not a Prince William fan. No. But I don't think that he ever got to think about what he might want to be when he grew up. No. I don't think that he ever got to explore what he wanted out of life. I think he was just born into having to do a job, like it or not. Yeah, and your life is like micromanaged. I mean, daily, but also in the long term, micromanaged. Yeah. I mean, they made a lot of mistakes, but there were also teenagers where everyone was watching. Right. Like, rough man. Yeah. And everyone has an opinion. And, I mean... People seem to forget that the firm was very much against Diana for a long time. Right. Because now they're like, she's like what they use to like make everyone like the royal family and, you know, Kate's throwback looks right. and like all this stuff. It's, it's weird. I agreed. I mean, Kate wears her engagement ring. Yes. It's strange. Yeah, it's strange. So they have some interesting ties there. I think you could fall down the rabbit hole, but mm. I, there are so many other things, but like I couldn't confirm any of it. Right. Which is on purpose. Of we course. don't know the players behind the scenes on purpose. Well, I mean, if you're the inner circle of the monarchy, plus you control the tabloids, yeah. it's going to be easy to manage what information is out there about you. Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of money here at play. Tons. And so they're going to staff and like these people stand to make tons of money. And if they're, right. if they're pulling, you know, like controlling things, I mean, I can't imagine when Queen Elizabeth as a woman at 25 took the reins mm-hmm. that she was given much power at all. Oh no. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. She was just the face yeah. of the monarchy. I mean, it really represents to me how being a celebrity today just mm-hmm. means like who gets like the good pictures in the magazines. It's all PR and that's what the Royal family is. Right. Agreed. Now I could not have cameras on me all the time and sit and like 
not scratch my nose and oh God, not no. like no. adjust in my seat or have my shirt right up. Like I'm not built for that. I'm too awkward. No, but you're trained like that from when you're a child. Right. So like, but what I'm trying to say is like, I acknowledge that that is mm. not pleasant probably. That's why that little George is such a like, <laughs> he's like such a spectacle in the papers because he's so rambunctious. Yeah. Which to it's us normal. looks like every normal kid. Right. But people are like, <gasps> oh, he's not standing still. Oh God. You know, Prince William, by the way, was the first royal to go to school and not be homeschooled. Oh, really? Yeah. Private school. And now all the royal kids go to private school. Oh, good for him. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Give them a little bit of a life. Yeah. Homeschool. No. In the, in the palace. I mean, I know, right. I know they don't really live in that palace, but. I mean, they live in one of the palaces. There's many. <laughs> They're not like in Buckingham Palace though. No, probably not. Yeah. I mean, I think they go there. Exactly. They have rooms there. Right. Yeah. It's it's all weird. It's weird. I don't know. All this royalty talk, though, is making me hungry. Can we go get some lunch and some coffee? Yes, please. All right, let's go. Hey, everyone. Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go on to whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.